You're listening to Brooklyn's Radio. We're not in London, Manchester, Reading, or even Brighton or Slough. We're just around the corner from where you are. Brooklyn's Radio, very local radio. Brooklyn's Radio, your loving story station. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's Brooklyn's Radio. Jill Bennett here with October's Your Health Matters. On this month's Your Health Matters, we're talking about yoga. Yoga is a mind and body practice. There are various styles of it, and it combines physical postures, breathing techniques, and meditation or relaxation. On today's show, we'll be finding out all about this incredible ancient practice. And I've got three guests with me. Jess Funkamaspes of Funky or Funkar Yoga, who teaches yoga and self-care tools to busy professional women who've got lots on their plate between managing their career, business and family, um, children. Jess is also a trustee of Teen Yoga Foundation, a charity supporting the mental health of young people through yoga. Uh, we've also got Lisa, Lisa Harwood from Echo Yoga. Lisa is also a senior staff nurse working in the ICU at the University Hospital of Wales, and a yoga teacher who specializes in teaching yoga to teens and adults with learning disabilities through her Yoga For Me approach. She's a regular contributor of the Send magazine too. And our third guest is Karen Wilson of Samanya Yoga. She teaches a range of classes and recently trained to work with people with cancer. And we'll be finding out um, a lot more later about an exciting project that she's undertaking with Grace Charity later on. Ladies, perhaps you'd like to say a little bit more and um, introduce yourself, starting with Jess. Yes, hi, thank you. Um, So I've been practicing yoga for about 21 years now. I started when I was first pregnant with my eldest daughter. And back in 2016, I was going through a really stressful uh, period, both in my busy corporate role and also personally. So I was searching for more balance in my life and then ended up finding a, a yoga teacher training. So trained to become a yoga teacher. And as a mother of two teens, I was always interested in the mental health and concerned with the mental health of young people. So I then trained further with teen yoga, a charity, but also a training school to help yoga teachers and teachers um, work um, with young people um, and teach them yoga and mindfulness. So I trained with them and joined them as a trustee. So my passion is really about supporting other professional women um, as well as young people to lead um, healthier and happier and more fulfilled life, lives. Fantastic. Thank you, Jess. Let's move on to Lisa. Hi, Jill. Yes, I'm, I'm Lisa, Lisa Harwood. I um, took up yoga, actually, about six years ago to complement uh, running that I was doing at the time. I was running some marathons with friends and my body was starting to say, actually, we don't quite like that. Too many aches and pains. So I took up yoga to support my body through um, running and it gradually took over. I became more interested in the yoga side, enjoyed the physical and the emotional effects that it was having on me, uh, how I was feeling after my yoga practice. And like any nurse who's ever so inquisitive, I wanted to know more. So ended up doing my teacher training, a 200 hour vinyasa flow. And after my training, it was by pure chance, a friend of mine who's a learning disability nurse, I asked if her groups would like yoga, She said yes, and we went from there. So from there, we developed the Yoga For Me approach. I joined teen yoga. I did my teen yoga training to understand a bit more of what's going on in the teenage mind, because a lot of my groups are emotionally and intellectually at that age range. And so I wanted to make sure that the yoga I was delivering was appropriate for the groups that I deliver. So I've continued to develop um, and publish, and my passion is to get yoga accessible and out there to this wonderful group of people fantastic and last but by no means least Karen hi everybody um so I started doing yoga 
uh, back in about 2003, I moved to Chicago with my previous job and just started it as a way of getting to know people in my apartment block. Um, did it out there, had a lovely teacher out there, came back, found another teacher and just kind of through the process of doing it more and then deciding that we wanted to have a family, um, I looked into doing my teacher training course um, through the process of having my teacher training course, I, I had my son. Um, so he's been on the full journey with me from the, the conception um, of my, my business. I graduated and then just started teaching um, classes, just a, a couple of classes a week. Just And it was great because it was a, a way of kind of not having to be mum. I was able to, to think about other things and, and interact with other people. And I guess that's where some of my classes come from because I do pregnancy baby yoga mum and baby yoga so there's a big emphasis on the kind of benefits that I got when I was going through those stages um and then a couple of years ago uh, one of my students put me in contact with a lady who had stage four ovarian cancer and um I did I at the time wasn't fully aware of all the benefits that yoga for cancer could have um but just working through her I could see all the benefits um that it had and then kind of as part of being able to help her I did a yoga for cancer course and that's kind of helping me at the minute just kind of work through being able to work with people like Grace and Woking Hospice to be able to provide some support to people um both going through cancer treatments and their families um because it's not just about those who are directly affected it's those that that need the support outside um and yeah it just it's something that I'm really passionate about now having seen all the benefits for it yeah I think you're right it is it's very difficult on families when someone's really really poorly to know what you can do for the best to support them without doing too much for them because a lot of people don't want that so that's fantastic well I look forward to hearing more about your project a bit later on let's start by exploring more about yoga's roots um Jess can you explain in detail what yoga is yes so um yoga is a very ancient practice as as we all know and it's really a whole science uh, of well-being so you know science has proven that the whole universe really is depends on one energy and yoga actually means union it means to get united so to unite um you know our body our mind and our soul so practicing yoga brings all of those energy forms together and keeps us healthy. So it's a way to repair the body and it's also to maintain, you know, the body and the mind um, in, in good health. So really, uh, and I think few people know that the goal of yoga, um, according to the great master potentially, is really to still the mind. So it's to turn the focus inward. We come to it, you know, and use the tools such as the movement and the breath and the meditation and so forth. But really, the ultimate goal of yoga is to still the mind, to turn the focus inward, because essentially happiness and joy and peace, all of that is something that lies within us. It's not something that we chase. It's not something that we look for externally, but it's actually something that we find on the inside. Um, so how do we do that? Um, I suppose the whole technique, um, again, as one of the big, you know, masters, um, in yoga has said, the whole technique of yoga can be summarized into five areas. So it's really about proper exercise. It's about proper breathing. It's about proper relaxation, proper diet. So that comes into it too. And it's about positive thinking and meditation. So really, you know, as a whole summary, I suppose, in simple words, yoga is is an art and a science for healthy and happy living. Because obviously, if we are happier and more balanced and calmer and rested and so forth, then we show up better, you know, for our loved ones, you know, in our careers, in our jobs. Um, and it really has has an impact um, on, on everything around us. Fantastic. And it also, I think the more peace you are within yourself, the more good things you attract into your life. It's it's like a vicious circle, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Lisa, what's the history of yoga? The history of yoga has its uh, beginnings in northern India. And we believe it's about 5,000 years ago. But because a lot of 
the information around yoga was passed from master to student and very much an oral type of, um, I suppose, traditional storytelling, very much like we would have had in sort of, you know, in the medieval times. Um, there are very little records available to give to precisely give it a time. Um, and some researchers believe that it could be even older than 5000 years. So it's a very ancient practice. And it was first mentioned in the oldest yogic text that we're aware of called the, the Rig Veda, which was then developed by the, the, the yoga masters and the sages at the time and recorded as the um, Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita, which are books that we still use today with yoga philosophy um, in, in our yoga teacher training. And translations and interpretations are available. And they are quite they do look at the self and look at um the way that we um respond and develop ourselves or sort of our, our, our mind as well as our body and as Jess mentioned um, Patanjali then came into the frame and actually sort of systemized the approach to yoga by introducing his um, eight limbs of yoga where he talks about as Jess has said that the steps in those eight limbs taking you to sort of stillness. So the steps are around the breath, meditation, mindfulness, um, finding that inner stillness, plus the, the asana, the postures, and then coming into that level of enlightenment and stillness. And yoga continued in this oral tradition from master to student for many, many years. And it wasn't until sort of the 1800s and 1900s, we've moved really quite to a recent history, that yoga was started to be brought from the East to the West um, and to America, first of all, where some of the, the great yogis um, came across. And with the, with the first yoga studio being set up in, in Los Angeles, I believe, in 1947. So the more recent history, uh, again, is around maybe the People might be aware of the Beatles going out to India in the 1960s. And then in the 80s, Madonna brought the yoga to a high profile. I'm an, I'm, I'm an 80s girl, so I remember Madonna. Um, and Gwyneth Paltrow in the, 90, in the 90s and into the 2000s. So it's then that it became exceptionally popular um, in the West and was portrayed very much as an, as an exercise rather than as a yoga practice, as a whole mind-body practice. So it's got a very in-depth history coming from the East, trans, um, transferring all the way to the present day, to where we are now um, in the West, and taking that yoga practice back to its roots as a whole body practice, and not just focusing on a particular component of that practice. Fascinating. It's yeah. It's, things are often cyclical, aren't they? They start mm -hmm. off. And they end up being back where they were originally. So it's, it's all, I just love hearing about it. It's fascinating. Karen, we know that the overall philosophy of yoga is about connecting the mind, the body and the spirit. Can you tell us how the six branches differ and, um, and what they focus on? OK, so there, there are, as you say, six different branches. Um, you've got Yana, Karma, Bhakti, Raja, Tantra and Hatha. Um, the Yana yoga is very much associated with knowledge, wisdom, introspection, contemplation. Um, so it's very much the, the study of the classical texts, texts that um, Lisa was talking about. So the Bhagavad Gita's, the Vedas, the Upanishads. Um, and it's about gaining the union that Jess was talking about um, more through the knowledge of the body and the soul. Um, so examples of this type of yogi would be scholars, priests and monks. And then you've got karma yoga, which is very much the yoga of action. Um, and it's all about our selfless actions in service of others. Um, it can refer to how your actions of today and in the past will lead to future circumstances, just where we get the whole good karma, bad karma from. It's all about how we are acting. And therefore, karma yoga is all about engaging in that selfless service um, so that we can better ourselves. Um, so anything that you do that helps someone else, that you do purely out of love and devotion to that other person, 
like cooking dinner for uh, stressed out friends or volunteering to help like at the, the cancer charities and stuff is very much karma yoga. Um, back to yoga is the branch that is all related to the devotion to God or a higher power um, and potentially very much talks about God, but sees that word as it can be God, it can be a higher power, it can be the universe, whatever your um, belief set is. Um, so it's all about divine love, um, your relationship to God and that higher power. And therefore, it's different for every person and there are different um, belief sets. Um, they see the divine in everything. So good examples are people like um, Mother Teresa and Mahatma Gandhi. Um, they are very much kind of back to yogis. Just try and work out. Yeah, let's go for Tantra yoga next. Um, this is probably the one that is most misunderstood or misrepresented. Um, it's very much the ritual branch of uh, the yoga tree. And it's all about combining practices and ideas um, related to the, the physical manifestation of a pure consciousness. Uh, everything is in existence treated in the same way. Um, and Tantra Yoga recognises the subtle energies behind all the physical and mental things in the world, creating rituals to honour all of those aspects of life. And then we have um, Raja Yoga, which is, uh, Raja simply translates as royal. Um, and this is the branch of yoga, which is related to the eight limbs that um, Jess was talking about, that Patanjali wrote about in his yoga sutras. Um, so he has a set, eight different limbs um, that define how you are to go through your yoga and asana, posture, pranayama, breath work, meditation are three of those branches along with um, various other ones. And it's about how you control each of those aspects, which brings you into union with yourself and with um, the world around you. So it very much is an umbrella for Hatha Yoga uh, and encompasses all the goals of Hatha Yoga. And Hatha Yoga is probably the, the branch of yoga that most people can easily connect with. It's the physical and mental branch that is very common in yoga classes today. So it is the asanas, the postures, the pranayama, the meditation. Um, it's very much our Western world of yoga. It prepares the body and the mind for that royal or that raja yoga. Um, and many people have come across hatha yoga, not necessarily in the hatha form, um, but in forms of ashtanga or ayenga or vinyasa. They're all different types of hatha. And Hatha simply um, translates as sun and moon. So it's like bringing together the opposites, again, bringing in that union that yoga is all about. Um, so I guess in summary, you know, the different branches mean that you don't have to set foot in a yoga studio to be able to practice some form of yoga. Um, you've possibly already done a firm of yoga if you've volunteered um, for any sort of work, even just um, marshalling a running race. You know, that is a form of karma yoga. Um, doing any form of studying of philosophies um, and applying them, that's yana yoga. And then celebrating birthdays and gratitudes, that's tantra and back to yoga. And then we've got the physical and breathwork that comes under our happy yoga. So it's, it's accessible to all in all its different branches. Wonderful. Jess. Um, modern yoga focuses on exercise strength, agility and breathing. And we know that it can help boost our physical and mental well-being. And my research has found that there's so many styles of yoga, in fact, 12 different types. How should a person choose a style that's best suited to them? It's a good question. And I think there are actually more than 12, Jill. I think... <laughs> They keep their very adventurous forms that are being added all the time. So it's hard for, for even us yoga teachers to keep track. Um, but yeah, so as Karen explained, you know, everything that we find um, nowadays, whereas Hatha yoga is refers to actually all forms of, of yoga where, where there's the movement component. Um, nowadays in the Western civilization, you know, when somebody says Hatha, it's, it's generally associated with a more kind of slow and flow, gentle kind of flow yoga. Um, 
But yeah, there's so many different classes and styles of yoga to choose from. So you can find classes that are deeply relaxing and restorative. You can find some that are, you know, very invigorating and dynamic. Um, there can be seated yoga, so the chair yoga practices, or then there's Kundalini, which is more spiritual practice. Um, so there is really a huge variety of options that you can choose from. I think some of the more common ones are vinyasa yoga. So that's very much, um, you know, accessible. What we find in studios and gym today, which is, you know, you get a real workout. So vinyasa, then vinyasa yoga, if that's what you're into, that's really for you. Or even um, the next step to that, perhaps power yoga. So that's also very, um, very dynamic. So if you're a regular gym goer, then that might be appealing to you. Ashtanga yoga is, again, a very dynamic and athletic practice, um, but it's practiced to a very set series of postures. So it's always, always the same. Iyengar yoga emphasizes alignment. So this is very good for people, you know, who wanting to improve their posture. Um, maybe some, somebody who's experienced injury and, and needs a little bit more assist, um, assistance there. Then there's hot and Bikram yoga for anyone who wants, you know, who likes that intense, you know, movement and heat and the sweat for those who enjoy that. <laughs> Yin yoga and restorative are both very relaxed and very restorative practices. The difference between that is restorative yoga probably has, um, you know, it's a more passive approach. So you do less and you use bolsters and blocks and blankets and so forth. So really allowing for a very deep um, state of relaxation. And then you've got prenatal yoga, which um, Karen teaches or pregnancy yoga, chair-based yoga can be very popular either with kind of the older generation or for less active folks, um, those recovering for injury or even, you know, for a quicker practice perhaps in a church or an office where you don't want to get your mat out you don't want to get changed and do that whole thing and then there are more adventurous styles of yoga term nowadays like aerial yoga or stand-up paddle boarding which I know Lisa practices um, and you know different ones added all the time and kundalini which is certainly more um, deeper spiritual practice but I suppose my general recommendation for those looking for yoga is first of all get a recommendation from a friend, even go together with a friend, because, you know, even having that as a shared practice is fantastic. Um, find the right time of day, you know, something that is accessible, that is local, will make sure that you go if you enjoy that, rather than it being far away. Um, and I think if you have any concerns or questions, do speak to the teacher you know, in advance um, in terms of any injuries that you've had or, you know, any concerns that you have. And also don't just base your experience on one class that you've attended because, you know, everything is, it, you know, it's, it's about the people too. So you might find a teacher that you love and a teacher that you, you know, you don't like their style. So that's, you know, what I would say in terms of my recommendations. Great. I think you're right. You've got to find someone you like, someone you resonate with and, and the right energy in the room. So Obviously, it's got to suit your physical needs, but you need to also make sure that you can work with the group in question. Brilliant. Absolutely. Yes. And every teacher, even if they're trained in the same style of yoga, might have, you know, every teacher adds their own experience and twist to it. So it might be a, a very different experience. Yeah. Brilliant. We're going to take a quick break now um, for some ads and we'll be back after these messages. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters i'm so glad you're open thank goodness you're here do you ever close did you know the pharmacy at 20 church street weybridge is open 100 hours every week to meet your immediate medical needs we're here for you from 7 a.m to 11 p.m weekdays 7 a.m to 9 p.m saturdays and 10 a.m to 4 p.m on sundays our friendly and knowledgeable team can provide you with the advice you need, as well as helping you with repeat prescriptions, all the over-the-counter products you would expect, and if you can't get in to visit us, we will deliver to you. The Pharmacy, 20 Church Street, Weybridge. We're here when you need us, 100 hours every week. Billy Tong is your Cobham-based Biltong and Dry Vores company. You'll love our fabulous biltong with 16 flavours like wet and fatty, Mrs. Ball's chili chutney and amazing drivers. 
We also sell amazing borovors. And why don't you try our party catering? Billy Tong is part of the Surrey Hills Initiative, and we sell online and at farmers markets like Ripley, Cobham, Horsley, and Cranley, to name but a few. Visit our website, billytong.com, or call Mark on 07789-755-504. Billy Tong, it's time to give your taste buds the taste of home. If you love film music of all kinds, then Hunter's Hollywood Hits and Britflix is the show for you. Every Thursday, escape into the exciting world of the movies with soundtracks that transport you right into the films. From special shows dedicated to legendary composers to theme shows dedicated to different genres, you can hear a mixture of classic themes as well as well-known songs that feature in films. So, all you film fans, be sure to catch Hunter's Hollywood Hits and Brit Flicks with me, Suzanne Hunter, every Thursday at 9pm, only on Brooklyn's Radio. Welcome back. It's Welcome Jill back. Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio. Radio. about yoga and it's your health matters. We're going to chat now to Lisa. And Lisa, yoga, it must have so many benefits for teens. What changes have you seen in them after they've been practicing for a while? I think the the main changes that I see is them in themselves in relation to their their confidence, um, their ability to relax uh, and enjoyment of the practice. And and to be honest with you, Jill, a lot of these uh, benefits I see in all the people that I teach, whether they are teenagers, older individuals, people with um, learning disabilities, their support workers, family members. It's it's having the opportunity to have some time to focus on themselves, enjoy something different, to practice some different moves, um, to challenge them in relation to maybe balance, coordination. Um, Often people do report that their balance is better, their coordination is better, strength, improvement in strength and flexibility are are huge sort of positive factors that people share. Improved sleep is, is a big one for everybody and having the opportunity to relax at the end of a yoga class where maybe some people just haven't been invited to be still in the middle of the day ever before is a real can be a challenge but then once they've achieved it it's an absolute delight to see people just chill out and relax for the teens the big thing that they do report is that after the yoga classes they do feel more confident they feel that they can concentrate better and therefore cope better in school they're taught skills of self-awareness and managing um, themselves and how to um coping skills with their breath work etc so it becomes a whole body um, approach to um, their normal day-to-day lives that actually they don't even realize the skills sometimes they're taking into their daily lives I think there are as you say so many changes I mean I only started yoga gosh in my early 50s I think and one of the things I've noticed then was my balance and I know this sounds a terrible thing to say, but balance kills so many old people because of the falls they have and everything. And I've noticed now I can actually stand on one leg and close my eyes, which I couldn't do in my early 50s, which seems ridiculous that I'm now in my 60s. And I think just getting something like that. I notice when I walk, I, I always stand really tall. And you see other people of a similar age to me where they seem to have aged more because their whole stance, the whole way that they sort of come across is is so different. Um, Karen, we've talked about some of the benefits, but what benefits of yoga have you found, especially with some of your, um, you've got this lovely lady who you're helping who's got cancer um, with her cancer journey. What, What benefits have you seen there? Well, some of them are the ones that um, Lisa touched on, which is the improved sleep, um, the um, the balance, the coordination, um, increased energy, general increased um, mobility and general strength. Um, it also has an impact in reducing stress and the, the hormone of cortisol in the body, which obviously help then goes into relieving stress, um, not stress, Symptoms of anxiety and depression. 
Um, it also can help reduce inflammation and the inflammation markers that then lead into things like reducing the ability to cope with pain um, and chronic pain um, conditions. It helps people that are suffering with migraines, for example, um, by just um, improving the, the, it stimulates the vagus nerve, which is one of the main nerves through the body. And in, by stimulating that, it helps to reduce the frequency, the intensity and the pain that migraine sufferers um, experience. Um, moving on to the heart, it has a huge benefit on the heart, which is lowering blood pressure, lowering cholesterol, improving circulation. Um, going in, you know, improving confidence, as as Lisa said, then you've got the improved function of your lungs. So all the breathing exercises that we do um, helps to improve the capacity. So that's helping people with asthma or lung disease. Um, equally, it helps athletes. There's a lot of athletes these days realizing the benefit of doing yoga you know from that energy mobility strength and actually a lot of it comes from the lungs um so being able to kind of tap in and know how to use your breath properly and then coming back into the the work that i've been doing with um people with cancer i've also done it with uh, people with chronic fatigue as well is the improved quality of life that people can get Um, certainly with um, cancer treatments there's a lot of research that backs up the benefit of using yoga as an adjunctive treatment so a treatment alongside medicine as a way of supporting them helping them to deal with some of the symptoms of um, chemotherapy for example but also in terms of being able to cope and deal with the stuff that isn't actually the cancer treatment. So just like organising appointments, how to deal with friends, um, talking with family. There's a lot that kind of goes. And back to what you were saying about just having that space, that piece of time that you don't actually have to think about everything else. It's just where you can concentrate and and nurture you. And that, yeah, that all the benefits of, of all of that together um, are huge. Uh, it's also been proven recently, obviously in the, the time of COVID, that practicing yoga has been used as an adjunctive treatment for people suffering with COVID and long COVID. Um, so there's all those benefits that I talked about are, are very, very relevant today. Yeah, um, amazing, amazing. Jess, I've, I've got a question, what are the risks and side effects of yoga? But are there any risks? I mean, from everything we've heard so far, I don't think there really are. I think everybody should should do it. <laughs> um, yes, I, I would agree. I mean, certainly, you know, yoga is a very low impact um, activity. And as with any physical activity, of course, you know, there are risk factors involved. Um, so it's something to be mindful of. Um, and I would say... You know, it's safe when practiced appropriately under appropriate guidance, right? If you have any um, medical conditions, so particularly, you know, Karen, you mentioned a couple where yoga is very beneficial too, but certainly, you know, some of the contraindications to be mindful of um, and certainly consult your doctor beforehand are, you know, any heart problems, um, blood pressure, um, I would say sugar levels. Uh, and if you've had any injuries or you have fractures or you have, you know, spinal problems. So certainly these are the ones where, you know, consult your doctor. And, and of course, the yoga practice shouldn't replace any, um, you know, standard medical care. So it can complement it. Um, so, and then speak to your yoga teacher because there are just certain uh, postures, um, or practices that then should be avoided. But, um, you know, in general, you know, the positive aspects of yoga certainly, you know, outweigh, hugely outweigh, you know, the negative aspects. And I think in general, if it's done in moderation with a trained practitioner under supervision, you know, uh, having having had that conversation with your um, doctor um, in advance. And as all yoga teachers will tell, you know, the practitioner at times, you know, we are our best guide. So it's to really know, and this is part of the yoga practice, is to become more aware of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. So really to listen to your own body. So if something doesn't feel right or it's painful, come out of the posture, right? 
So, so that's really the recommendation. So it is something that everyone can try. And we don't need to, you know, particularly if, if you have, you know, mobility or agility issues, we don't need to necessarily do an hour of practice. We can do 10 minutes of yoga or five minutes of yoga. So any, anything, you know, will enhance your life. And if you've got mobility issues, starting with perhaps 10 minutes a day of a very gentle yoga that someone coaches you through would be extremely beneficial in the long run because they would they would get more mobility that's um, that's absolutely yeah lisa we've sort of touched on this a little bit so far but should the style of yoga a person chooses be based on their goals and fitness level yes you're right jill we have touched on this and i think for everybody out there to maximize your enjoyment of a yoga practice, um, I'd find out about the style of yoga that will suit you best. Uh, because there are so many, as Jess mentioned earlier on, there are, um, what, there are so many different styles that can be more accessible to maybe if you are recovering from an operation or from ill health, sort of the slower focus um, styles of yoga. And find out what is offered locally um, in your in your area, because you'll find that there are different classes at different times, as Jess has said. Um, And you'll find that there are also um, the different teachers who teach different styles. And if you've got to get in touch with them, they'll be able to tell you exactly about their classes, what is involved, how demanding that type of yoga class actually is. And whether, and then you can think about whether you think it is suitable for you or not. Because Jess has just mentioned the um, the importance of self awareness and being aware of what your level, not just fitness but um, mobility, etc., um, is at that present time. Because if you have practiced yoga maybe a long time ago and and a specific style of yoga, you might think, oh, well, I can just um, drop back into that Ashtanga class a very fast-paced class but actually when you speak to the teacher the reality is that might just not be the right starting point for you so the teachers will also offer beginners yogas class and it might be worth considering joining a session or a block of classes with um, a teacher that you like for the beginners classes so that you can all learn together so that sometimes when you go to a yoga class you can feel quite um, in awe of everybody else knowing what they're doing but if you're in a beginner's class you can actually all start together and create that community and bonding with with groups of members um, in your yoga class good advice and also if you haven't done it for a long time going along to a beginner's class just to sort of get back into it that could help too oh absolutely yes Thank you. Karen, we'd love to know more about the project that you're working with, um, with Grace. So for listeners who don't know about Grace, now Grace I've featured so many times on my show, they're a beautiful charity. Grace stands for Gynae Oncology Research and Clinical Excellence. It was established in 2005 and um, they wanted women's experiences of all five gynecological cancers Um, to be at the heart of everything that they do. Grace was founded to answer the questions that affect women's likelihood of surviving their cancer, but also to improve the quality of their life beyond a diagnosis. And the entire Grace team is committed to pushing forward improvements in treatment, recovery and survival rates for women diagnosed with any of the five gynae cancers there are now and in the future. Um, I've, as I say, there are lots of interviews on Brooklyn's Radio in the podcast section with with some amazing women who've had their own cancer journeys and just such brave souls who want to share because sometimes we don't always recognise a symptom if we have it. We don't really understand what it is. But today, Carol, I'd love for you to tell us how you're involved with the project to do with yoga. I got approached by um, Gemma from Grace because they're looking to um, expand what they can do to support the women that come into um, their system Um, and we are currently working through what we can provide to women on their cancer um, experience Um, not just the the women but their their families too because I'm very much for kind of that broader picture of it it affects it it affects so many people Um, 
So the starting point that we're doing, um, I'm running a couple of what I'm terming festive winter workshops. Basically, it's two hours um, on a couple of Saturday mornings, one at the end of November, one at the beginning of December in the Woking area to um, give people the opportunity to come and uh, experience yoga, um, some gentle, relaxing yoga. It's going to be a bit of a combination of just nice, gentle movement to start with and quite a lot of restorative yoga to end with as a way of kind of preparing ourselves for the festivities that are coming up. I've run the workshop a couple of times in the past and it's been very popular with my students, just that kind of two hours of being able to not have to be in a shopping centre or ferrying children to and from various Christmas activities. Um, And yeah, like I say, it gives people the opportunity to just disconnect, to relax, to feel the benefits of yoga. And I'm doing that um, and half the the profits after the, the, it's going to go to the charity. It's mainly a, a fundraising, not just fundraising for the funds, but also a kind of a profile raising, letting people know a bit more about Grace and what Grace does. From that, we're going to be developing some online content um, for ladies so they can access it when they need it. Because as we've talked about before, classes are at times of the day, they don't always suit everybody. Sometimes, and I certainly know this from the lady that I worked with, sometimes she just needed something to help her go to sleep. So I'm going to develop some some meditations with that in mind, some five to ten minute practices like we've been talking about, just those little bits that people could do at any point of the day, um, at any time of the week, just to help them help themselves through what they're going through so there's going to be some meditations so there's going to be audio we're going to do some video content as well and then looking further ahead and possibly January February it all depends on timings and hall availability and all the rest of it looking a little bit more specific in terms of workshops for those who are um, going through cancer treatment or uh, recently have been through them or have just been diagnosed um, of what they can do to help themselves what yoga we they could do um tapping them into that online stuff but just very more specific but for helping people um feeling the effects of cancer that sounds wonderful there was one lady i interviewed recently and i know that she the hardest part for her of her whole journey was getting depressed and feeling that there was no future for her. So she did do some sort of mindfulness type things and, and felt so much happier, so much so that she came and spoke to us on air, which was which was amazing. We're going to take another break now. And when we come back, each of our ladies is going to give us a tip um, before we go in and get their contact details. So join us again after these breaks. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. Sound familiar? With more people working at home and less time to worry about our posture, it's unsurprising that back and neck pain, migraines and sciatica are all on the rise. Luckily, there's somewhere that's got your back. West Chiropractic in West Byfleet prides itself on being a practice helping people from Surrey and beyond with enthusiasm, experience and expertise. With plenty of five-star reviews, it's a place you truly can trust. Book a free discovery visit now to speak with one of their expert chiropractors and find out how to move forward with a program tailored to your situation. Visit them online at westchiropractic.co.uk. There's no doubt that running a business is tough. But at the moment, it's even tougher than ever. And that's where we can help. Plan C are a team of Surrey business professionals offering free advice for local businesses during these testing times. We offer solutions to your most pressing business challenges. From marketing to human resources, PR to Google ads, business strategy to website design. Post your questions at yourplanc.co.uk. We'll put them to the team come back to you with our thoughts observations and most importantly practical solutions it's a free service so why not see if we can help www.yourplanc.co.uk hello i'm lisa rollin join me for my show classical crossover 
on Thursdays at 7 o'clock for one hour of beautiful, uplifting classical music handpicked by me for you, as well as insightful interviews with fellow musicians and their wonderful gig stories. So join me, Lisa Rollin, on Thursdays at 7 o'clock for Classical Crossover on Brooklyn's Radio. Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio. We're talking yoga, and my three lovely guests are going to each give us a tip. If we start with Jess, Jess is going to give us a tip for a stressed out professional woman. Right, yes. So um, I would like to give a little tip, which is a breathing exercise, which I call Take Six. So it's about taking six deep rhythmic breaths. So I'd invite everyone to close their eyes. So just stop whatever they're doing. If they're feeling the sense of overwhelm, stress, anxiety, where everything is just too much, that's the alarm bell to say, actually stop. And it's just, you know, it's just one or two minutes. And to then breathe in through the nose uh, and breathe out with a sighing breath. So breathing in and breathing out and then as they breathe in you can say to yourself I breathe in calmness and then on the breath out I breathe out stress I breathe in calmness I breathe out overwhelm I breathe in calmness I breathe out anxiety or fear and then you can repeat that and you can replace the words according to how you feel. And you just in that, you know, in that way, you take six calming breaths in with the calmness and out with what you'd like to get rid of. So that's my tip for today. I think I'll be using that one at some stage. <laughs> Lisa. For me, uh, for all those teams out there who want to give you a go, a go I would say just try it. Go for it. There are uh, many uh, children's yoga teachers who offer teen yoga classes out in the communities. Find out whether your school offers yoga. Um, Teen yoga has a yoga in schools um, part of the foundation. So find out whether it's available in your school because it can be beneficial for yourselves, but also for other members of your school year or your your classes uh, within the, the school. And also... There are opportunities for yoga to be part of the Duke of Edinburgh Award or even in the future becoming um, a teen yoga ambassador. So there are, are plenty of opportunities for taking yoga a little bit more in depth as well. So definitely go for it and um, enjoy that, that time participating in yoga. Great advice for our young people out there. And Karen, um, some sort of advice for a stressed out mum? Um, I think the first thing that came to my mind was a little goes a long way. So very similar to what Jess was saying. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Just um, and finding something that triggers you. So I frequently say um, to my pregnant mums um, and to my mums with little ones, whether it's the kettle being boiled, whether it's an ad break on the television, um, or just going to the bathroom. In fact, one of um, the yoga teachers I studied on was a big advocate of bathroom yoga because you can go to the bathroom, you can shut the door and no one's going to bother you for the time that you're in the toilet. And even if you're there for like 10, 15 minutes, no one's going to question why you've been in there so long because we're too British about it. Um, But just finding something that kind of makes you go, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to breathe just like Jess was doing. Um, I'd go even simpler for a stressed out mum because trying to remember anything when you're trying to juggle all the children is really difficult. So just thinking about where you're in contact with the floor. So whether it's your feet, if you're sat on a chair or sat on the toilet, your bottom in contact with the floor, your hands on your lap and simply counting your breath, breathing in one, breathing out two, in three, out four. And if you need to, you've got your fingers on your hands to help you remember how to count. I struggle to count past three, so I definitely need my fingers to be able to do it. But yeah, just making it part of your day, using those triggers and remember a little and often is definitely key. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Great advice from all of you. Well, to finish up today, maybe we could just run around the room again and you could all leave your contact details so that people know how they can get hold of you, find out more about you and um, maybe join in one of your classes. Let's start with Jess again. Yes, so my website is uh, funkyyoga.co.uk and I can be contacted on jess at funkyyoga.co.uk and I'd also like to give the contact details of Teen Yoga because we have a really important, it's our annual event, the online Teen Yoga Summit coming up and it's uh, for a whole week between the 6th and the 12th of December. The website is teenyoga.com and it's the world's only dedicated yoga event uh, supporting young people's mental health through yoga. And this year it's even bigger and better. So we've got 25 speakers from around the world, 10 workshops. We have teens actually leading the sessions, expert talks. Um, So it's really, really, and it's for anyone who works with young people. It's for parents, for teachers, for healthcare professionals um, other yoga teachers who have an interest in working with young people and it's you know it, it's phenomenal it's it's hugely valuable from a networking perspective and from a content perspective brilliant brilliant thank you uh, lisa hi yes i can be contacted on um, echo yoga at hotmail.com and i have a website as well www.echoyoga.co.uk and you can see on um, my website, the, the classes that I offer for people with learning disabilities, uh, my general classes, and um, and also contact me for links to the articles that I've published as well. More than more than happy to share with people. Brilliant. Thank you, Lisa. Karen. Hi. Uh, so you can find me at www.samanyayoga. So it's samanya, all one word. .co.uk. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. So it's Sam and yeah, it's all one word, but it's, it's, I should have come up with a more simple one, word, but it means for everybody. So I liked what it meant. Um, or you can just type in Karen Wilson Woking. You'll probably find me there too. Brilliant. Well, ladies, thank you so much. We will post your details up on the Brooklyn's Radio Facebook page. Um, and we will obviously have the podcast after this has been broadcast, which will be published out there as well. We can all share. So thank you so much for joining us today. That was this month's Your Health Matters for October. And we were talking about yoga. Join me again next month when we have um, we're going to be talking about New Year, new goals. Because. It'll be December and we'll be approaching a new year. So please, please join me again next month on the third Thursday of the month. And thanks again, ladies, for joining us today. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. It's Jill Bennett on Brooklyn's Radio.